Hey everyone, this is Arnold with Warm Welcome, a show where we meet the makers behind the most beloved restaurants here in New York City. Season two, we're focusing on Asian American restaurateurs and chef owners. For today's episode, episode six, we're sitting down with E, who is the founder and owner of Samtamder. Samtamder is a Thai restaurant. Uh, specifically speaking, it represents Isan, which is the northeast region of Thailand. That's a restaurant in Alphabet City. But actually, it has six, seven other locations worldwide. It started first in Bangkok, and it is a fairly prolific restaurateur from Thailand. Actually, he has a group called Supernika Group, and he has a few brands underneath that group back home in Thailand. He grew up in the countryside in Isan, so it's a region that's very familiar to him. And he grew up in the family business. Eventually, went to study econ at Bangkok, and also at NYU did his master's there in econ economics, and uh, found and met a few. Friends who later become business partners. The first restaurant he did was actually not a Thai restaurant at all. But without further ado, I'll I'll let a kind of start his story here uh, about where he grew up. The northeast of Thailand, where it's called Khon Kaen Province, and actually it's a province where the Isan food originally originally from, growing there for uh, until grade six. Got it. Yeah. And then I moved to study in Bangkok. I mean, I study economics, right? And then I finish economics, and then I go out. To this was in Bangkok too, right? Ba- no, in, in Bangkok in NYU, and then I come back to work on like what we study. I start uh, fighting, working with banks, commercial banks, like uh, as an analyst. Interesting. Uh, and I used to work for after the only three months there. Three months there, and then I moved to World Bank. Uh, I worked for like the the World Bank organization for another five months to help the government project. So this is and a total of like eight months in in Beijing. Yeah, total eight months, and <laughs> then and then I decided to go to Shanghai for wow. another one year. And that time, just want to study Chinese. I I just feel like I want to know Chinese. I want to know much more about Chinese culture and like in terms of the business opportunities. I was in Shanghai almost one year just for study, and it's wow. my actually my best time of of my life because it's just like study languages. But after that, I come back and back to my parents' business. In Khon Kaen also, because yeah. they're also in finance, right? Your parents were in yeah, the yeah, finance yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, they, they do with finance, like motorbikes. the countryside. Yeah, motorbikes, and we do finance for motorbikes for the for the people in the villages. And I don't like it, and I try to go to Bangkok all the time when I was young. Like working there, I cannot like stay there till one week, and then I have to go to Bangkok to yeah. find my friends. And then I still, at that time, maybe twenty five something. Wow. So. Just an excuse for my parents that oh I want to open a restaurant with my group of friends who study together in New York, and we have a very concrete concept. It's a French bistro, and that time French bistro in Bangkok is nothing. There was yeah. There's not such thing. Such it, restaurant at yeah at that time. You think about this concept. You think about like our New York old time friends. That's how I'm not so old. I mean, New York friends come to like do the French bistro, like New York style French bistro in Bangkok. Bangkok, yeah. But this started as an excuse to your parents. Yeah, 
excuse that I move, I can move to Bangkok more often. That's so funny. Because yeah, because like otherwise they have to be in Khon and work. And I actually I c o m very committed to my business, family business too. But sometimes somehow I I I I, I I don't know. I move a lot since I was young, yeah. so I just keep back and forth every weekend. Every week I have to come for the business, then back to yeah. my family business, something like that. Yes, and we start. It's called Mini Bar Royal. Yeah, the first restaurant you did. Yes, for the first year, it's super successful without any experience in restaurants before. Yeah. Okay. So how do you <laughs> how do you do that? Because um, I think it's a less competition yeah. of course over there, and our concept is something like. It's new. It's new and and it fits like the crowd that we expect. And of course, like uh, people who make us successful over that time is like all like um, fashion people or like the people who like more like um, experience overseas. Yeah, that was like the clientele you were aiming for. Something like more like fashionable, right. more trendy kind of people, more forward thinking. Yeah, but we we work it on. Uh, For many, actually, actually, right now, mini barrio is still on, but we do early catering. We invest a lot too, but we you get made, get it back, it like back. within like six months. That's like, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Or first time restaurant first time. operators too. Yeah, but finally, we we see that we cannot control the the quality oh. once we have more competitors coming in the market. Yeah. So that's why it's make like uh, we lose our customers bit by bit. And finally, we decided to close the yeah the the place. When Ed first opened up Mini Bar Royale, which is a French bistro inspired by his time here in New York, it was truly first to market. It was nothing like that before. But once he opened and it was a proof of concept, his competitors had opened up similar concepts, and which ultimately led to his closing of the restaurant. But this was an, of great. Inflection point for because he realized that he wanted to do something that best re- represented him and where he came from. I want to do something that is inside me. I love eating. I have like um, inside me. I have the soul of Isan. Yes. I have the memory of my racing, yeah, countryside racing in Isan. Yeah, or I have like eating all the food from my grandmother of my <laughs> life or something like that. So something like this, I think is like important, even though I don't know how to cook, but it's something like, I think I know it well yeah. and what it should be. So the concept of Thom Tam De that we brought to Bangkok by that time is an authentic Thom Tam, authentic Isan yeah. cuisine in Bangkok. Yeah, and when you say sometime, and and since we're talking about ready, sometime it, it means green papaya salad. Green right? papaya salad. Yes. What is the 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 last word d- der mean? Der is like um, suffix when you put after the sentence, mm. and you know that you are from Isan. So sometime der like even though they have like the authentic food, but they can provide other city lifestyle experience yeah. in in Bangkok. That that's why. People come and feel like it's it's about time yeah. to have such sweet food yeah. in the better ambience. Yeah. So you know what's crazy to me though is it's kind of come full circle at this point. So you started at NYU, you you met friends and future business partners through NYU, and then you opened up a New York inspired restaurant in Thailand, mm-hmm. and then you opened Sometime there in 2012, and then next year you decide to open up an outpost in New York. Yes. Right. That's 
that's full circle because now you're bringing a part of your hometown to New York, which is where you first got the inspiration to go back home and open up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So how did you make that jump? Because you said that maybe doing business in, in, in Thailand is a little bit easier and more straightforward than probably New York City, which is the, if not the most competitive restaurant scene. After a year and a half, we opened in Bangkok and we feel like, oh, it's something like, I feel like it's right. I feel like this concept of the cuisine and and rest and this concept of restaurant is right for the cities, yeah. for the metropolitan. Did it, did it do well the first year back in, in Bangkok? It was yeah, well received. We, once we opened very well, it's crazy busy. busy. It's, it's not that crazy busy, but it's really well accepted yeah. by the people, people of Bangkok. By the people of Bangkok. So after opening Samtam Dur in Bangkok in 2012 to critical and commercial success, he wanted to open an outpost of it in New York City. He had a friend, her name was Pinoy, and she's the owner of Lantern, which also has a few locations here in Manhattan, a, a Thai restaurant. Before Samtam Dur opened, it was actually Lantern, Pinoy's restaurant. And so this is kind of the story of how Samtam Dur opened and uh, opened in a space in an in a neighborhood where there was a lack of good quality Thai restaurants. Ah, Pinui. Her name is Pinui. In two years, I want to bring Supanika and some Thunder to New York. I think I want it in two years when I am more ready. Yeah, and she just like mentioned something that, oh, I have one location you want to go see. Mm. I have one location you have to go see. We have one restaurant where we want to change the concept. She... So we just like after we eating at the restaurant, the, her restaurant called Lantern, we just like after that at night, I just, okay, I go see because I don't have much time. We go see together. And we, I see in the Avenue A between 4 and 5th. So by that time, I, I, I didn't say anything yet. I just come back to Bangkok and talk to I think, think, think about it with myself and talk with my family and friends. Just two weeks now, I, I call Kun Supani Pinui that I think it's good to bring something there, there. Let's do it. By that time, six years ago, I really believed that New York still doesn't have the real authentic Thai, even Isan food. Just after that, a few months, I just fly here with the founder, another founder of Thum Tham De, which is a chef called Mr. Corn, right? yeah. Tong Nam to New York and stay here for three months to open and within the three for months. The menu. We do everything. Yeah. We come here to do everything, preparing all like the people, the staff, the kitchen for right. us. We come to do all the concept, all the designs, wow. all the food, all the training, all the purchasing, all the sourcing, everything. Because like, we, we never come overseas before and we just have one year experience doing <laughs> restaurant. And we just like, think that we have to come to New York and do everything. But we are so lucky that New York are ready for that. Often as a restaurateur, you're the business person. You're handling the finances, you're getting the funds, you're overseeing the operations. But sometimes these restaurateurs don't have that culinary experience. So oftentimes they'll partner up with a chef or bring in a chef that has that pedigree and that experience. And so my question to Ed was, being that uh, sometimes Dirt did so well, so well, in fact, that they were able to expand to New York and within a year, how did you meet your chef? 
it turns out it was actually his uh, ex-boyfriend at the time. Uh, Chef Gon, I know him because he is my ex-boyfriend. I met him, and I feel like he's not a chef before too. He grew up in Chiang Mai, but he was in in Sakonakorn, which is a Upper Isan province near Konkan, actually, for 20 years. And he's so talented in cooking Isan food yeah. and knowing like the taste-wise of the real Isan food, very local taste. And I realized that, and I just like told him by that time, how about we doing something? The first time with my boyfriend Yeah. by that time. Yeah. And after we opened in... Actually, before we come to New York, we broke up already. But but life still go on, and yeah. he loves his food. I love my food. That's that's so, so that's so mature of you both to be able to kind of put that personal relationship aside for the for the business. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still a hush time when we broke up, and when we still have a committed business together. Because like you are in Bangkok, you are in New York. It's not the small thing that yeah, you can like cities. just quit. Yeah, uh, and. And you commit with many people, not only two of us. Right. Still now, he is my the biggest help of the kitchen part to bring some the all over the world. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, so this was 2012, you opened the first one. 2013, New York. 2015, start, start to come. Yeah. Michelin star. What was, 16 Michelin star. What was that, what was that like the, for you? The 15, the 15, I can't be a big command. Yeah. yeah. The 15 big one. And when I ca- when I came to New York, the Michelin thing is not in my head, and actually I have very few knowledge on that. We just like think that we are a very small Thai restaurant that we just working by what we love to do. Right. It wasn't. And you didn't start to to get stars or anything. It was just because you wanted to continue what you love doing, right? Initially. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's everything is from me. It's just from my love and my passion. And that, that that's really drive me. I, I don't really look, I don't really work for money actually. For my experience, like I'm lucky enough to to brought my business and my passion and bring monies to me and to others. So that's a good thing. So back to Michelin. So I so when we we get to know that we got a Michelin, oh my god. So they just call us like the the afternoon before the ceremony. So I should preface this by saying that I came to New York to primarily go to NYU for hospitality back in 2013, I want to say. So when they got their star, I was maybe a sophomore, junior. So I uh, obviously I was following the Michelin Guide. So I had learned that this Thai restaurant in Alphabet City got a Michelin star. So I had to go check it out. I had a wonderful time and um, I've been there many times since. But the one thing that really struck out to me was the menu. And that was the something I really wanted to ask about because the, the menu has a lot of pictures and has little blurbs here and there and it's a super educational and really easy to read menu. I love that the menu is very educational because actually when you look at the menu there are little like uh, blurbs about Isan and the, and the the regional cooking and like what that means and there's like sticky rice and you have eight different types of green papaya salads. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that and also I know you have a, a section with central Thailand, yeah, right? So right. what what was the thought process? Was it because you wanted to also make sure you have options for like the mainstream audience that kind of have an idea of what Thai cuisine okay. is? So two points I want to raise about the menu presentation for Thom Tom the overseas. 
the first thing is like I want to educate exactly. of course people yeah. because even though papaya salad or street food of Thailand or Isan food in the big city like New York maybe many people knows about it but uh, they don't know much yeah so in the menu I will make many of the special notes yes many of the useful notes that yeah. people can read and know the real culture of Isan yeah. and Isan way of eating is the first thing and the second thing is like um, the reason that I have the uh, central Thai section is that I of course I would like to make people comfortable if we have all the like a hardcore Isan thing in there and you don't have something like you like they are familiar with like Pad Thai or Pad or fried rice or something like that so I think it's like difficult to me to enter the market, but even though I do the Thai central cuisine, I definitely make it authentic with my home cooked recipes. Also, everywhere for some time the overseas, we have eighty percent of the real hardcore Isan food and twenty percent with the central Thai cuisine. With many people all, the, all over the world familiar with it. Mm. Yeah. So that's 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 the that's the knowledge behind it is it kind of gets people comfortable because at least they recognize maybe a few yeah, dishes yeah, right, and right. then they can try right, a couple right. of the Isan stuff and then next time they come in like I do like I was able I I, I went through the same experience so I, I speak on this because I'm also a fan of your restaurant and I've been there multiple times but I got to be honest you know I'm mm-hmm. Korean I'm not as knowledge and, and versed in Thai food as well yeah. so I gravitated naturally towards things I was familiar with. The yeah. pictures are so helpful, I helpful. gotta say. And uh, the you icons. Know, you know, at that time, six years, seven years ago, like even the blogger, the newspaper, they comment about my menu. Because I said that my menu has to put photo in, but we will not make it cheesy one. The other aspect about this restaurant that I really love is actually the interior design. That's done very tastefully red chairs as the accent color a lot of pale oak blonde oak a lot of natural light that hits the restaurant but when you look up into the ceiling there's actually these bamboo steamer light fixtures that are fairly interesting so i wanted to talk about that and i was really curious as to where the inspiration was from you can find all the important what you call materials of the Isan lifestyle people in my restaurant. Mm. The chandelier, the wooden bamboo chandelier they have actually is like the, the thing that they cook the sticky rice yes. and the thing that they fish, they catch the fish in the river. Or even like the pa khao ma, which is like the fabric of like the, the fabric that we show in the, even in the frame, but it's like a very crucial part of like people in Isan, they use it, doing oh. everything. We use a pie wood because we want to make it like um, modern but not feel luxury, like modern, like um, modern young comfortable. Thing. All element is very important and it's not easy to get. I have to get all <laughs> things from countryside. Everything you see in there, I brought it from the countryside of Isan. Yeah. And it's everywhere that I brought it. It's the real yeah. deal. It's the real, real deal. authentic yeah. bamboo steam. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the biggest thing is comfort. One and then, but also obviously trying to uh, express your hometown or the countryside yeah. in different facets of design to right, make it right. feel like it's not just in the food but also the surroundings and right. kind of like transporting you to. Right. Uh, 
Coming off the success that the first Santander had in New York, it is set to open a second location in Red Hook, Brooklyn. And the, the way he came across the space is very similar to the first time he opened in Alphabet City, where the one in Red Hook is also an introduction by a friend. Actually, we are good old friends, and they have location, and we start to think about this location is good. Try to think of the strategic location that can make our brand, our pricing, our concept, our costing fit. Yeah, everything has to make with, sense. With, yeah. Were you aware that they had a popok there? Yeah, yeah. And now we changed it to croc uh, to another Thai restaurant another because restaurant. Uh, Andy Ricker, they moved to he moved to Chiang Mai. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's it's great because obviously that that having that location there means that there's already a draw. For Thai yeah. food and people are somewhat educated in Thai food, so that's that's already a good good thing. But this is something I read and I told you about too. But Muay Thai, tell us about the the, the concept. We were in the overseas or even in Thailand. Right. We are under the same concept, which is we want to be to represent and to present Isan culture in a modern way. Mm. So that's that's a key point. When I think about making a new branch. I, there's so many type of like exotic culture of Isan, right? And this place we decided to to bring Muay Thai because actually Muay Thai is 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 okay considered like a the national kind of like sports. Martial arts. Yeah. Most of the lifestyle of the sports of the people in Isan is about boxing also, mm. and award winning boxer are from Isan mm. because they were trained there. They have mm. so many boxing schools in the village. So it's a part of Isan lifestyle also in the countryside too, not in the cities. Wow. So that's why we match this knowledge to have people know that Muay Thai is also uh, an important mm. part of Isan culture. Okay. Yeah. And what does that mean when you have that concept? Like, are you putting in artwork? That the no, it's just like the, some of the artwork and some knowledge and some ambience and yeah. like that. Two locations in, in uh, Bangkok. Yes. One in New York, two in New York two City in New now. York now. Tokyo, Tokyo Ho Chi Minh City, City, Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai, that's seven. Yeah, seven did you, now. Did you think it would ever grow to this when you first started? Um, No, because um, the one one thing is that I do like the financial model and everything now. When I starting business, when I do a new restaurant, I have to do all these models now. But I think it depends on the the opportunities that coming up to yourself, and you will take or you will not take. Of course, I open seven branches for over only sometimes seven branches. Opportunities come hundreds. I'm gonna say yeah, yeah probably. Of course, but it's up to you. Like when are you ready? When you think about what what's your purpose in life is. My energy is about passion. Mean my drive in myself that I create some work that. People surrounded me appreciate, including the customers. So this is a big drive for me. Customers and of course I cannot forget staffs. So the customers and staff of me help me drive myself to work. So this is very important drive for me and keep me working and happily working yeah. with it solve the problem if, and do everything that keep it going. Kind of looking back on the career that you've had, first opening up Mini Bar Royale and then the Supanika eating room and all that, 
if you have any advice for someone that is going into the restaurant business, right? <laughs> Whether it be someone that went to school for it, but also maybe went to school for econ and decided as an <laughs> excuse to open up a restaurant. What is the, the one advice you might have? Because it seems like you've come a very long way only to find out that what you're passionate about is actually showcasing where you're from. It's the business that you have to confront with all faces, back end, front end, staff, management, and costing, pricing, design, <laughs> PR, marketing. Yeah. So it's like a business that is a, like an entrepreneur. It's like the, the business that they have to face so many angles, so many yeah. So many cases. Some, pe- some people would say that you're crazy for going to restaurant business, right? I mean, like it's like you said, it's just a lot, a lot of work. But the thing is, I think to be able to manage restaurant well and successful, you have to be able to understand people management. The most important thing is you have to work with people. You have to be able to manage your partners, your customers, and your staff very well. And of course, restaurant. So it's, it's, it's like that. And when you have to solve the problem, you have to to deal with them. But when you talk about you deal with like um, individuals and different individuals, it's different thing. So you need to understand people. You need to have to develop your interpersonal and like to uh, the people management skill skills to to be able to to solve the problem because most of the problems actually from people mm. yeah it's the problem from from something not related to people is easily solved right if I talk about the hardware software or something like that it's easily solved yeah. when when you open the restaurant the patterns of working will be the same the finance, we have to do this report. The the way of service, the the, the interior, the design, everything. All that thing, this is fun. The most, the most, the funniest thing for me, now, is to go shopping. <laughs> to go shopping to to get like something like for my restaurant to put there to decorate. When I open restaurant, I'm so happy. Mm. To open restaurant is the easiest way to open. Wow. To make it happen, to make yeah. it like, uh, I like this design, I want to buy this to put. But once you come to operations, once you come to deal with people, to make people do something like you want them to do, to deliver them to do like you want to deliver it to your yeah. customer directly, that is the most important. That this is a very high scale of management, yeah. of managing people. Most of my time is being with my staff giving their good attitudes, giving not attitudes of work, also, also not only attitude of work, but attitudes of living. So if if my staff never known about, never known how to make themselves think positively, never known how to make themselves um, happy, it will be very difficult for them to make my customer happy back home yeah also the rest robbers is a service industry the service industry is from something you work with the mind yeah. of the people and if the mind of the people not nice not happy difficult to make success yeah even though 
you are the very big organization with a very well process of training. Five step training. I never use. They said that I, I used to learn. Oh, you have five step training. <laughs> I, I told my staff, don't follow. You do everything from your heart, but you have to know how to be positive, how to think positive. And that's it for episode six with Ed Kun of Sound Thunder. Thank you, Ed, for being on the show and throughout the whole interview process. He was so positive and very upbeat, and I could easily tell that that transcended to his employees and to the guests that visit his restaurants. So, just a reminder for you know everybody in the restaurant business, everyone that's in this industry, that at the end of the day, it is really about the attitude. It's really about what's in your heart, in your mind, and uh, just being in the right place. And in terms of when you're at the, at work or in the workplace, and just being genuine, I think is is the biggest thing too. So. Ed, thanks for being on the show. You're amazing. If you all haven't been to Samtam Dar, please go. It's one of my favorite Thai restaurants in New York City, and look out for the opening in Red Hook, Brooklyn. And we'll see you next week. I'm with one welcome.